gardening talk back, but this time around we have young Judy Sharp in with a nice yellow jumper. Good morning, Judy. How are you doing? Good morning, Mark. Oh, afternoon, I should say. <laughs> it we'll is that afternoon, right. it is, yes. So what are some of the things in the garden we'll be taking a look at today? I think we should look at fertilising citrus. It's that time of year. Plenty of things to do. Um, coming out of winter, keep your fingers crossed there, Mark. Yeah, definitely. Coming out of winter. Uh, and we should look at the lawn and what not to do and what to do. Gardening Talkback with uh, Judy Sharp. And Judy, you've just decided to throw in an an auxiliary topic that we weren't even going to talk about, but I've just given you some content somehow. Well, you know, I don't know how much I should talk about this. You can talk about whatever you like. Well, you know, is it a romantic weekend? No, Right. Okay, righty-o. Oh, good. Is that why you're going the hand thing at me? I mentioned I'm going to the Blue Mountains for the weekend. You asked what I'm doing for my birthday, and you said, oh, you've got to go and look at all the the, the cherry blossoms. The cherry blossoms in Laura, in the main street if they're out. Absolutely beautiful. But have you noticed that all the magnolias are out in flower? Is that right? Yeah, you know what magnolias are. Yeah, what are they? What I, are they don't right? do that to me. Don't do that to me. <laughs> well, everyone... Can we, can we get Scotty back, please? Can we get Scotty? <laughs> All the listeners will know because they're the beautiful big pink flowers that are out. All covered, trees are covered mm. in them at the moment. Now, that indicates to me that we think it's still winter, mm. but those trees know the soil is warming underneath. And that's why they're all starting to flower, including our native wattles. You know what they are? Oh, stop it. Stop it. Keep going. What colour are they? What colour? Are they yellow? Yellow. Yellow. That's why I've got the yellow jumper on today. I do do know some things. And what colour are citrus? Yellow. See, that's why I wore the yellow jumper. I knew we'd have to get a bit of a rapport going here. And I thought it was just because you wanted to be stylish. (laughs) (laughs) A bit old for that now, Mark. Never, never. Yeah, so, um, you know, that's that's happening. So I think we might start to think, well, spring's coming. And I have a bad feeling about this. I think we're going to get a little bit of a burst, and then I think we're going to get cold again. That happens, though, sometimes. It does. Yeah. and But, you know, it's been a long winter this year and uh, everyone's kind of thinking spring's coming because it's warmed up two degrees today. <laughs> <Not quite. laughs> have you noticed that? Oh, I have. It's yeah. a little bit, but it's, it's like we've got to keep in mind we're still in August, so there's a yeah. bit to go yet. Yeah, we are still in August and uh, only in the beginning of August too. So, um, you know, things like that are happening. So what you need to do at the moment, everyone gets a bit too ambitious at this time of year they'll all start to fertilize the lawn no 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 because the grass doesn't use the fertilizer so what if we were to do that what what would happen to the it's wasted okay the lawn has to be actively growing so in other words you have to have started mowing when you start to mow you think oh time to mow then you start to fertilize the other problem with the lawn at the moment, we've got winter grass raging. Mm, you know, you know mm. what that is. You're going to ask me every plant that we talk about today. You're going to ask. <laughs> no, no, me I'm talking a... about grass now. So that's yeah. a man's thing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> winter grass yeah. is this lovely little green tufty thing that gets white. Oh yeah, I know what they are. Yeah, yeah. white mm. seeds on top. Yeah, yeah. and um, they only grow in winter, and then when they die off, they leave a big hole in your lawn, and then a nasty summer weed gets in. So if you're going to treat that winter grass, listeners, you need to do it ASAP. Don't put it off any longer, or you'll have big holes in the lawn for summer. 
Yeah, so it's it's a, it's a bit of a catch twenty two. Is you sort of have the, the, the that winter grass sort of weed, then that goes, and you get weeds in summertime. Yeah, and you get mm. the hard broadleaf ones. Then yeah, yeah. So you really need to. Everyone looks and at and goes, oh gee, look at that lovely little green grasses growing there, but they're actually a weed. Mm. Winter grass, very hard thing to eliminate. So you've got to be spraying no long, no later than now. Mm. All right, we'll come back with a little bit more gardening talk. Back with Judy this afternoon. I'll have to have some word in her ear, not to sort of you know, make me out I don't know much because I, I don't know a lot about gardening, Judy. Oh, no, That's I why do, you're here. I know, and I'm sorry about dropping in the oh, law. You just throw me under yeah. a bus and a truck and a train. <laughs> Judy Sharp looking all very nice and citrusy. Lovely yellow jumper, Judy. And that's pretty much, uh, we're talking citrus right now. Well, yeah, we were. You sidetracked me a little bit. But okay. Uh, we're not talking citrus. I'll let you no, go. No, <laughs> no, no. Well, we were talking pruning and um, then I got sidetracked on the grass. So we'll talk about citrus, shall we? Let's do that. Okay. <laughs> I'm just following your lead here, Mark, today. Oh, that's a bit scary. Okay, Jude, in terms of citrus, what would you like to talk about? Now, have you got any growing in pots? No. Have you got any? No. (laughs) Right, okay. Sounds a bit like Greg's back on the program. (laughs) Well, let me assure you, Mark, that Mm. if you have them growing in pots, Mm -hmm. you do not, can we stress that, you Mm. do not give them citrus food. Okay, so if you've got them growing out of pots, you do? You do. But, okay, but we've so, got another process for that. Okay. I just really want to emphasise no citrus food in pots. So, so why would we not? And then would there be an alternative? There is. Oh, you're... Well, I'm all over it. Don't you worry. You're getting this. Um, Look, uh, so many people come in after they – this is citrus feeding time, Mm. August and then again in March. So everyone's aware mostly that you feed the citrus now. But um, container growing has become so popular because how many people now are in apartments, villas, haven't got the space? If you don't have the room, you don't have the room. That's exactly Mm. right. So they're all growing in containers. And, you know, someone will come in and, um, and we know the procedure when they come in. Oh, oh, look at my citrus. And they bring in a branch with no leaves left on it. Oh, right. Have you done anything differently? Have you been watering every day? Yes. Um, uh, Have you fed them? Oh, yes. It's time to feed citrus. And you've used citrus food, haven't you? I did. Why? Mm -hmm. Every leaf fell off, didn't it? Yes. That's why I'm here. For the doctor. (laughs) Well, if every leaf fell off, it's because you used citrus food. It's too too strong for them in a pot. So in a pot, you always use it's a... It's almost like it blasts the leaves off of the it breaches. Does. It yeah. does, yeah. Uh, in a pot, you always use a slow release, a very slow release pelleted form of food, not citrus food. And I can assure you, Mark, and I don't know why they've done it, the companies actually had across the bags do not use on container plants. They don't anymore, and I think it's very naughty. Well, that's that's a bit of a shame because yeah. you, you obviously want to be using products that are going to work. And, yeah. you, and, and you know, for the for laymans like me, you would think, okay, I've got citrus plants. Obvious. Oh, there's, there's the food that goes with that yeah, plant. Of I'll course give it you do. Mm. But I have to say, by some miracle, when they recover, they come back better than ever. They do recover from it. Okay. But it just means that you, you go into shock as well as the plant's gone into shock. <laughs> now, next question, if they're in the ground. 
That was my next question. So you beat me to it. So, oh, so oh, we've got one in the. Slow down a bit, shall I? Uh, just a little. We've got oh. them in the ground, and I guess we're now heading to to the garden centre and picking up some citrus food. No, we're picking no. up poultry manure. Oh, geez, I don't know what to do. All right, <laughs> you've thrown me. Okay, so now's the time to get the poultry manure. We on get there. the poultry manure. Good. Now, when you're using anything on citrus, you always water the soil first, whether they're in the ground or in a container, and you water out under the drip line which, of course, you, you understand. I oh, don't do that, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Next time you're here, I'm gone, okay? <laughs> oh, please don't. It's <laughs> such good fun with you, Mark. No, well, you know, okay, so let's, let's, imagine, let's imagine a trunk okay. and a big canopy. Now, the edge of the canopy is called the drip line. Sorry, I'm using my hand here and we're not even on telly. Um, You water under the drip line because that's where the roots of the citrus are. So you water first, then you put your poultry manure around and then you water it in. And then about two weeks later, you do the same process, repeat it, water under the drip line use the citrus food that you don't use on a container. So we've got to do it on our second run around. Yeah, and then you water <clears throat> it in. The, the watering's <clears throat> most important. Okay. All right, there's a lot to take in there. We'll head to the phone. Hello, Adam at Whitebridge. Uh, you're looking at mulching today with Judy. G'day, Adam. Oh, hello. How are you? I'm very well, Adam, and yourself? Oh, pretty good, thanks. Uh, I love this show. Never miss it on a Monday. And uh, the comment about the citrus you just made was very good. I had a small lime in a um, in a pot, and it didn't do real well. It's now in the middle of my chook yard, and it's never done better. <laughs> Loves could, that manure, doesn't it? Yeah, best soil in the chook yard. I, I, I reckon I could grow corn 20 foot high if I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> but look, I do have a small, a small question. I started a little... Um, row of uh, mauve kaffirs out the front to make a nice hedge. Uh-huh. And, I, and I was just wondering, is there anything... There's a, lot, a lot of grass and weeds come up and they're prickly things to sort of uh, muck around with. And I was wondering if there was a, a redwood chip hardwood mulch or something that I could put under them that would probably inhibit the weeds and grass from growing under them. Yeah, kaffirs are such little fellows, really, aren't they? Yeah. Um, maybe that the hardwood might be a little bit big and restrict their growth. Yeah. Uh, have you tried sugarcane mulch? No, no. Look, I, I use sugarcane in my garden, not, you know, I mean, that's not a recommendation or a push for the product. Um, yeah. You have to be careful with <coughs> pine bark or any kind of um, mulch that's come from uh, eucalypts because sometimes they actually release a tanner into the soil, which a lot of plants oh, okay. don't like. So I stick to sugar cane and then, um, then it gets me out of trouble. But unfortunately, oh, okay. you know, weeds still come through. They still, they actually, you know, they don't even come from under the soil. They just get into your mulch and come. So, um, you know, it's difficult because those little cufias, you know, aren't big and strong. So, um, look, I honestly, I'd try and get rid of the weeds first and then do the sugar cane. Because uh, when you've done the sugar cane, you do see the weeds sticking up out of it. So it's a little bit easier, isn't it? Okay, I'll give that a try because they're actually they're growing in <laughs> the chook yard soil, which I put in the trench, so they'll probably grow up to about a metre high. 
Oh, they're doing quite well. They're half a metre high already. Oh, so. well, that's good. That's yeah. good, yeah. I'll try that sugarcane mulch then. Yes, I would, mm. Adam, but do do the weed first, won't you, before you apply it? Okay. Okie dokie. Thank you very much, Adam from Whitebridge. To NURFM 103.7 as we continue gardening talk back with the Queen of the Gardens, Judy Sharp. Hello, Judy. That's nice of me, wasn't it? Oh, Mark, I've never been called that before. There you go. Oh, I, if I had a bit more time, I'd think of something a little bit more... Well, you know, you know that's I, a pretty good start, though. Yeah, I always say that the Japonica camellia, which is about to come out and flower, that I've always called that the Queen of the Winter Garden. Okay, well, I'll, I'll do it. We'll see what we can come up with. Hello, uh, Judy. Uh, sorry, hello, Gary. Rather at Mount Hutton, you've got uh, some lemonade tree issues. Hello, Gary. Hello, Queen of the Garden. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mark, what have you done We're now? Started now. What have you done now? Have Sorry you got a problem? my voice at the moment, but um, it sounds very, very. It sounds a little bit like um, Harrison Ford, actually. Um, he's probably not as sexy as I am, but never mind. We shouldn't say that over here. <laughs> oh no, no, we shouldn't. It's compliments all around the place. Isn't yes, it? yeah. So, what's I the problem? I have a um, two citrus. Well, mainly the one I'm talking about is a lemonade lemon. Now, the lemonade lemon, um, they're getting a fair bit of fruit, but there's one large um, limb that's come right out, and there's fruit on that one. And what I'm asking is basically, including the Eureka, is whether I could trim, particularly the lemonade, I should say, bring that back, cut it totally, and trim the top areas. And the lemonade lemon, what, what would you think? Now, Gary, are you taught you've got a double graft. Um, <clears throat> no, it's not coming from the bottom. No, no, it's no. Just... Is it? Do you have a lemonade and a eureka on the one tree? No, no, no. They're two separate. I'm sorry about that. Yes. Oh, it's... tricked no, me, eh? I said it's. Just... <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'm a magician. There's no doubt about it, mate. It's, but... uh, do you realise I'm working under difficulties here today with Mark? Well, it's. Someone you could probably get rid of at some stage, perhaps. Um, <laughs> I think you're doing a better job, but then again, I don't know. No, sorry. Look, I I um, misinterpreted that. I take total blame. It wasn't Mark's fault. You know what, Gary? I don't need to come in here and be insulted by you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're talking two separate trees. And that's correct. You, okay, and you want to prune them. Yes, particularly the one that's probably about mm, three metres away from the actual uh, main tree. And that's what I wanted to see if I could cut that off totally, even though it's uh, producing a lot of fruit, um, just to make it look a little better, perhaps, or grow mm, up, down, whatever, sideways, but not that way. Okay, so tell me, what are the other branches producing? Good, a lot of fruit? Yes, yes, they're more in the uh, sort of full sun and right. uh, the, the back doesn't get as much, but the fruit's good. Right, okay. Yeah, look, I don't. Th- I was going to say if that's producing more than the others, I would leave it. But if, um, if it's, you know, doing no more than the others, I would, yeah, give it a prune, but maybe not all the way back. Ah, uh, okay. Because mm-hmm. um, that's what I was thinking about it too. Otherwise, it would grow again, though, wouldn't it, uh, Judy? Uh, there is a way of stopping that, you know. You get a bit of sandpaper, and when you prune it, rub hard with the sandpaper, and it discourages growth. Hmm. See, when you prune, mostly you prune to encourage new growth. So if you sandpaper it, 
it deters new growth happening there. Wow. So would that but work? it will come out on the part that's left? To... It will come out underneath probably and then you can decide whether they're going to um, go the way you want them to or not. Okay. Now, okay, that's a, fine. I is might that try the lemonade? That. That's the lemonade dealt with? Yep. And, now, and the other one is the Eureka. I mean, um, that's, I'll use the same um, as what you described there for the Eureka. But one of them is a, a very large root that started to come up through the grass. Ah. I mean, huge root. So well, that's I'm coming. not too sure whether I should uh, chop the whole thing down again and start because of the, the root may well interfere with a, um, a retaining wall that we have. Yeah, yeah. Um, that sounds like it might be shooting below the graft if the roots come to the surface. Um, there's only one main root, I believe, because I keep cutting off the, uh, the uh, little shoots that come out there for, you know. Look, why don't you just, uh, you know, merely cut that root off? Can you do well, that, dig around it and, you know, get rid I, of that I could, root? but I didn't want to damage the tree. If that's, that, if that's fine, that's Look, no worries with me at all. Uh, citrus tend to be fairly surface uh, with their roots. That's why uh, you always fertilise out under the drip line. Because, yep, no worries you know, about that. Yeah, so, um, you know, you would have to be a little careful what you, you know, what you're going to do with that. Um, but if, if the retaining wall's going to be a problem, look, really, citrus aren't huge trees. Yep. Uh, you know, you, you don't think that the wall will hold? You, you know, I mean, one root's probably not going to do it. Probably not, but I thought it was a main uh, cedar root, basically, or whatever, and if I cut that, the tree would die. Oh, no, it'll have plenty of surface roots. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. But please, uh, I won't be back on the program for about two years, so you won't be able to (laughs) ring me and complain. Two years? Yeah, it'll be two years, so if it dies in the meantime, you know, you'll have to just catch up (laughs) with someone else. You mean I I can't litigate at all? (laughs) I mean, that's all right. Oh, yeah, well, I don't know about that. Um, But look, before we go... Thank you very much for your time. I appreciate that. And Mark, don't get worried about it. (laughs) I I must admit. Gary... Before we go, before we go, don't cut him off there, Mark. I just need some very good advice to give him. Um, Gary, when you do this pruning, you know to spray them with SteriPrune. No, I wasn't aware of that. Ah, yes, because otherwise nasty insects, including borers, are going to get in that where you've pruned off and it'll be nice and soft for them to attack. So if you decide to do this pruning... Do spray with um, steriprune. Steriprune, okay. Steriprune. It's black tar stuff. Oh, okay. You can get it either in a tin and you put it on with a brush, but then, of course, you throw the brush away because it's gone stiff, or you can get it in a pressure pack. Not a problem. Thank you very much for your time. Okay, you quite Enjoy welcome. the rest of the day. Oh, look, I'm I'm having such fun here with Mark today. Oh, if you say so. Thank you very much, Gary, or Harrison Forty. You tried to call him yeah, a little Harrison. bit before. It was his voice. It was. You know, it's very, you know. Oh, well, no, I don't. <laughs> hello, Neville. Neville at Raymond Terrace. You got an issue with staghorns today? Oh, hello. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. I'm sorry you've been holding on a little while. That's Okay. I have a staghorn I've had in a tree at home. It's probably four or five years old. And lately it's just something's chewing it. 
and the part that's been wrapped around the trunk of the tree has gone all lacy, like full of holes. Right. I got some stuff from, I know you can't advertise them, from a large hardware store, <laughs> and I watered it down to the directions, but it hasn't, um, it hasn't fixed it. Could and you um, tell me what it was, sir? Oh, I couldn't for the life of me. It was some concentrated stuff. I only had to use a couple of mils of it. It was right. for beetles and oh, yeah. all sorts of things. So yeah. I put it and I did it as directed. And I also, I threw a couple of banana skins in it and I don't know whether they're any good or not. But to my surprise, they were chewed up oh. into pieces. Yes, like into pieces about 50 mils long. And I only, I put them in whole, but they came out, chewed up, and they were pushed out through the, the um, I suppose, the crown of the plant as where the new leaves come out. It's still alive, but it's Not just happy. about had it. Yeah. And there's one about eight or ten feet away in another tree, and it's starting to go the same way. So I just thought maybe it's something I can dose it with or Neville, get rid um, of it. I don't know. You're seeing holes in them. Yes. Okay, it is a, a probably a beetle and it's black and it's down inside the back. All you right. know where all the the um, mulchy stuff grows? Yeah, like the dead plant yeah, grows. Yeah, yeah. yeah, did you actually water through there? Yeah, I put it in that with a watering can and I took the spray off the watering can and just tipped it in like till it ran down. You can see it comes out around the, the bottom of the plant down the trunk of the tree. Yeah. So I thought it might have... I don't know whether I've put enough in it. I put 10 litres of water on it. So. Oh, yeah, no, that's a lot. But I wish you could tell me what it was you put in the 10 litres of water. Yeah, I just can't for the life of me. I'm, um, I'm, not, have... I'm, not, uh, I'm not at home at the moment. Oh, but... right. Would it have been carbaral? Oh, look, I don't know. Okay. Just, well, why... I just honestly don't know. Why no. don't we do this? When you go home, mm. check. Um, but because um, stags and elks don't like a lot of spray. So you do have to be a little bit careful. So I would suggest myself that you use a product called Malathon. Right. So when you go home, check and see if it was Malathon, uh, maybe then reapply it. Uh, but so just give it a good soak with it? or Yeah, just particularly all in that mulchy area. Rather than, you know, where your green is, you know, they're hiding in the back there. Um, But um, sometimes, you see, they have a hatching cycle of about 10 days. So you may have eliminated a lot, but, of course, then the babies will hatch out. Ah, right. It doesn't seem as though it's not going... It doesn't look like it's going to die, but it's... I wouldn't like to be as sick as it. No. So have you watered regularly anyway because it's been a dry winter? Yeah, I give it a bit of a spray every now and then. I don't wet them enough, but I just spray up into the tree as though it's just nature and it runs down onto the plant itself. So Yeah, well, you see, that can be the problem too. If plants are thirsty, it does allow all the insects and that to attack. Oh, um, right. So my suggestion is go home, uh, mm-hmm. ring, um, I think, Maybe Scott will be back next week, you know, if Mark wants him back. Um, and um, let him... I'm sure Scotty's back next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's because that's I'm not coming. Um, and ring him, please, and let him know what you've used. All oh, right, yep, I will. Okay, because... So Malathon, you reckon, is the best way? Well, it's a mild one, whereas something like Carbral, Confidor... Um, you know, they're fairly strong. 
So that's why they might be looking a bit unhappy. So just do that. I think for so they don't get any worse. Give us a ring next week and um, let us know. Or the other thing is, of course, if you if you're really desperate, you can ring me at work and uh, run me through everything you've been doing. Before we get to the calls again, Judy, uh, you want to just quickly give us a couple of things, the last couple of things to do in the garden for the end of winter. Okay. End of winter. So Sanqua camellias have just finished flowering, so we're going to deadhead them and feed them with cow manure. And the last thing, Scott Didmore on Sunday, I'll give him a little, I'll give him a little thank you in case he's listening. He pruned my roses. Your roses need to be pruned by the end of July unless you get frost in August. Thank you very much. As we continue, uh, Lois at Tanair, but uh, you're talking uh, eucalyptus mulch today. Hello, Lois. What could I help you with? Well, mulch. We have been given some mulch, but unfortunately we don't know what it is, and my husband's put it all round the roses. So can you give me the correct mulch that we should put round roses, please? Uh, Yes, you should have. When you prune them, you should have given them poultry manure, which I'm presuming you did, and uh, the rose food three weeks later, and then you mulch with sugarcane mulch. Sugar cane, right. Okie dokie. Yes, just a minute. So it's poultry first when it was done. But we have used, I don't know if it's correct, Epsom salts. Have you heard of that? Uh, for your roses? Yes. Uh, well, you generally use Epsom salts when iron's needed. Right, I okay. see. And, and so really... sugar cane is the correct one for roses. It is. Well, thank you very much for your help. You're we'll have welcome. to take it all up. When, when one doesn't know what it is, it's better to get something that's correct. Yes, and that will, they will like um, sugarcane better, darling. Thank you so much, uh, Lois. Uh, Eric at Raymond Terrace, thank you for holding on today. Eric, uh, you've got a problem with the Tangelo. Hello, Eric. Hi. I'll have to make this quick. I've got a Tangelo tree, and... Uh, Last year, absolutely loaded. The year before, the same. And uh, we've been putting the correct fertilizer and everything on it. And uh, but I've been away early part of the winter, so maybe I've uh, it's been too dry for me. Yes. And uh, I've only had two pieces of fruit off it this year. No, it's probably been too dry. I'd say. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. They do like you know citrus like the water. So um, not much you can do now. Um, you know, you just have to start watering and feeding up. Have you fed them this season yet? Yes, I've already fed them. You've this done season. that. That's good. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a secret here. You can't go away. <laughs> no more holidays. <laughs> no more holidays, Eric. Look, I'm sorry, but that's about the best advice I could give you. Okay, then. Thanks very much. But I'm still going to go on holidays. Are you right? Where's the holiday, Eric? Not until next year now. (laughs) Oh, where are you planning on going? Uh, Probably Queensland again. Oh, Oh, you're just trying to get away from the winter. Definitely. (laughs) See, up there for thinking, Judy. That's a good idea, Eric. What are you going to Katoomba for? It's cold down there. I'm going where I'm going. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) This winter's been very mild. Oh. Judy, Judy doesn't agree, Eric. She's got that, that startled look on her face. She's obviously feeling the cold this time. Well, I work oh, out my. in the open. You know, that's, that's <laughs> the difference. 
Thank you, very mu- thank you very much, Eric. Good luck with the holiday and, and everything else as well. So, uh, Judy, a wide variety of, of calls there, but uh, we seem to sort of land back with a lot of the citrus stuff today. Yes, we did. Well, of course, it's now everyone knows they've got to be treated. And you kept talking about my yellow jumper too, mm. and, and that made them think lemons, limes, oranges... All well, of that. Well, look, thank you for coming and berating me. Every, every time you mentioned a plant or, or something, you say, you know exactly what that is, knowing damn well I didn't. Oh, no, I didn't really. I kind of... Greg only looks after the lawn mm. in a fashion, and I kind of thought, well, you were going to have a little bit more f- no. knowledge than that. <laughs> Judy, you got about 90 seconds. Any Any other quick little tips you can throw in before we say hooray? Well, it, you can fertilise your geraniums at the moment, but you know all those geraniums overseas that are all bright red in window boxes mm. at this time of year, they come out of glass houses. And all the tourists come back and they say, Judy, I want geraniums like I saw over in Italy. Mm. And I say, well, we live in Australia and we get the humidity, don't we? So that um, is a good time now to fertilise your geraniums. But you will not get the absolute perfection that you get over in Italy and European countries. Well, that's the problem. Like you said, you see something somewhere and you think, oh, I'll just put that in my garden. It's like, well, it may or may not be as pretty or as special as you see elsewhere. No, no, because they do. Everything comes out of a glass house over Mm. there at the end of winter and they're already looking beautiful and and that's when we're going there on holidays. Sounds pretty good. Judy, again, thanks for coming in. Probably thank you. Probably Scotty Sharp back next week with Greg and Gardening Talkback. You have a great afternoon. And you too, and you have a great weekend. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.